scripture reading this morning is taken from Mark chapter 12, verse 41 through 44. Mark chapter 12, 41 through 44. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings uh, were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a fraction of a penny. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has put more money into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. Good morning, church. It is good to have you with us today. Especially if you're visiting, we would like to again invite you to stay with us as we uh, fellowship together and as we eat. We'd like to ask that you will stay and enjoy that time of fellowship with us. I want to bring your attention to a few things. Uh, If you have a bulletin, I hope you do. Uh, I want to call your attention to our Wednesday night series. Uh, As has been mentioned, uh, these are all young men uh, or men who have have some connection with the church here. Either they've grown up here or interned here. And I know Brother Phil Wagner did an excellent job last Wednesday night. But I want to encourage you to be here on Wednesday nights to hear these these men proclaim the Word of God. And especially uh, this Wednesday night, we start or we begin with uh, or, or continue with Nathan Pirtle. So I want to encourage you to be here and be a part of that. I know you will be uplifted as a result of being here. As was mentioned, this is Memorial Day weekend, and we have visitors, and we thank you again for being here. We may have several traveling, and I ask that you will pray for those as they travel, that they will have safe travel. But also, I want to encourage us to remember those people who have risked their lives and given their lives so that you and I can be here today and enjoy the freedoms that we enjoy. If you have served in the military in the past, thank you so much for that sacrifice. If you are a family of those who have served in the military, thank you for the sacrifice that you have given by your loved one being a part of that military service and serving this great country. We are indeed blessed. We are indeed blessed to be a part of this country. But more than that, we are indeed blessed to be able to come together and remember what Jesus Christ has done for us. And we also thank you, God, for being here and being our audience of our worship. I want you to turn in your Bibles, if you will, to Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12, and we'll meet there in in a few moments. There's a story about a a little girl, and she wanted to be a great piano player. But all she could play was a simple song of chopsticks. And so after some time, her parents decided, we will take our daughter to this great maestro, and we will allow him to give her lessons. And so the time came for the lessons and they showed up at the maestro's mansion and they walked in and the butler, he led them over to the parlor and in the parlor was a beautiful concert grand piano. And the little girl's eyes just lit up. And she ran across the room and sat down at the piano and she began playing chopsticks. Chopsticks. 
About that time, the great maestro walked into the room and her parents were embarrassed by what she was playing in front of this great maestro. We'll finish that story in a minute, but I want you to take note of where Jesus is in His life. He is in the last week of His life, about on Tuesday, when we come to Mark chapter 12. He had been teaching parables. He had taught parables to various audiences. He had also taught parables to some answer some questions. He is in the temple area. And if you go up and bring, go ahead and bring up the this picture of the temple. He's in the temple area and he's teaching. And he begins teaching and he teaches the parable of the wicked vine dressers. And then he answers the, the Pharisees, is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar? To the Sadducees, what about the resurrection? And he answers that. To the scribes, which is the first and great commandment? And he answers that. And then he answers, how can David call his descendant Lord? And then he says, be aware of the scribes. Who, by the way, I want to call to your attention in verse 40, who devour widows' houses. In other words, they take advantage of widows. They use every means they can to take advantage of these poor widows who have no one to take care of them. And so they take advantage of these widows and take all, almost all that they have. And then we have the scene of Mark chapter 12, verses 41 through 44. Jesus here it seems he's in this temple area. He's come in this temple area. And he's, he's in the court of the women, close to the gate called Beautiful. And I want you to notice on this next slide, as he's in the temple there, these are the offering boxes. You'll see this trumpet shape on top of this box. And the people would come in and they would be given their offering, their voluntary free will offering to the temple. I want you to imagine the Pharisees. Maybe this is one standing beside, and there's probably others standing uh, 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 close by, Pharisees and scribes. And Can you imagine as they hear that money, cling, cling. Can you imagine the pride that they feel of these people coming in and giving this money to the temple? There was approximately about 13 of these uh, spread one on each side are 13, some on each side of that temple court area that they're in. And Jesus is there and the Bible says that He begins to watch people. You know what comes to my mind when I think about this? Have you ever been shopping husbands with your wives and you don't want to go in that store? And if you're at the mall where well, they have these benches outside, I call them husband benches. And we go out and we sit on those husband benches, right? And what do we begin to do? We begin to watch people. When I've been in that situation, a lot of times I've thought about those people. And I've thought about what's going on in their life. What kind of problems are they having? What kind of difficulties are they going through? What kind of good things are happening in their life? Are they a Christian or not? And I get that idea as Jesus sits here in this temple area and He begins to watch the people. And then I want you to notice that He calls His disciples. He calls them over to Him to notice something that had taken place. 
I wonder as Jesus watched those people, what went through His mind? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure Jesus knew where they were at in life. I'm sure He knew of their difficulties. I'm sure He knew of the good things going on in their life. And so it is, as Jesus sits there and watches these people, this widow, this poor widow, who may have already been taken advantage of by the scribes that he had talked about a few verses previous. And I wonder what it is he wants to get across to his apostles. As he calls them together, as he says, come look. He's pointing out what that widow did. I wonder what is the point that Jesus wanted them to get. And us as well. Maybe one thing Jesus wanted them to understand is that it is important to give. Giving is important. In fact, He said in verse 41, He saw the people put money into the treasury. Maybe He wanted them to understand that giving is important. In fact, wasn't it Luke who recorded in Acts 20 and verse 35, it is more blessed to give than to receive? Think about the celebrities and the athletes that we see on television. What what do we see them doing many times? We see them giving to certain charities, right? And they will even a lot of times have their own foundation. And they will have numerous fundraisers to raise money to give to these foundations or these charities. What about the holiday season? Do you realize that there's a lot of people who typically do not give very much that will give during the holiday season? And here these people are coming in to this temple area and they're giving. They're putting their free will, voluntary gift into the treasury. Have you ever been on Facebook or seen in the news a person who who had some need and they posted it out on Facebook or the internet and all of a sudden people start mailing money in and sending money in? Raising money to, to send and give to these individuals because giving is important. I want you to notice in Matthew chapter 7, beginning in verse 7, the Bible says this, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find, knock and, the, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. In teaching a lesson, Jesus are asking rhetorical questions. He mentions the word give. Jesus says it's important to give. And Jesus says even if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in Heaven give to you? 
Jesus says even those who are evil, they know it's important to give. Maybe that's the lesson Jesus wants His disciples to understand and maybe us as well. You see, most folks know it's important to give. The question I have to answer is, do I realize it's important to give? Maybe it is. Not only does He want want them to know it's important to give, but maybe He wants them to know it's important how we give. In other words, what's my motivation? What's my attitude? What's my reasoning? In verses 42 and 43, he says, Then one poor widow came and threw in two mites, which make approximately a penny. So he called his disciples to himself and said to them, Assuredly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all those who have given to the treasury. The two mites that this lady gave is said to be the least of all coins. And yet Jesus calls His disciples together, looking down at this treasury area and says, this poor widow, she's given more than all these other people. Maybe He wanted wanted them to see that the motivation, the attitude in which I give is important. People can see our attitude in the way we give of our money. But they can also see our attitude in the way we give of our time, our talents, and our resources. You see, those things are important as well. Notice, if you will, in the book of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6, 6 7, and 8. Paul says, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. What are you saying, Paul? How we give of our money, of our time, of our talents, and our resources, if we sow those bountifully, guess what? We're going to reap bountifully. But if we sow those sparingly, in other words, little, We will reap little benefits. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. There was a wealthy older gentleman with a somewhat cranky, grumpy attitude. That was his outlook on life. And so he decided to go see this rabbi to figure out what was going on in his life, what what the problem was. And so he goes to see this rabbi and and, and he walks in and they sit down and they begin talking about his problem. And after a while, the, the rabbi gets him up and leads him by the hand over to the window. And he says, look out that window. He says, what do you see? He says, well, I, I see some men and some women and a few children. It's interesting, the rabbi says. So he leads him over 
to a, across the room by the hand. He leads him across the room to a mirror. And he says, look into the mirror. He says, what do you see? He frowned and he said, well, obviously I see myself. Interesting, the rabbi said. The window is made of glass. The mirror is also made of glass. But the difference in the mirror is there's a silver lining on the back. Why do you think it is when you look out the window you see people, but when you look in the mirror you see yourself? He said, you see, when, when your life is filled with the silver things, then you fail to see other people and you only see yourself. You see, yes, giving is important, but how we give, our motivation, our attitude... In the way I give of my money, in the way I give of my time, in the way I give of my talents, and in the way I give of my resources. Jesus said, disciples, giving is important, but how you give is also important. If Jesus were here today, He might say, church, giving is important. Even the world knows that. But how you give is of more importance. So what is it we're holding back from God? Because you see, I think the thing Jesus wanted to get across to these apostles, these disciples, and to us, is this. What you hold back is also important. He said this widow, she gave what? All that she had. But all these other people, as they came in, they gave what? They gave out of their abundance. Remember those celebrities and athletes we talked about? They do a lot of good things. But we can't tell, really, that it hurts. For they give out of their abundance. And Jesus reminds the disciples, all these people are coming in. They're giving and that's good. But they're giving out of their abundance. But I want you to see, come here disciples, I want you to see. This widow, she dropped in two measly mites. A penny. Next time you have a penny, I want you to look at that penny and I want you to think about that widow. And I want you to think about what she put in and what she didn't hold back. She didn't hold back anything when she gave. Nothing. She held back nothing. All these gave out of their abundance, Jesus says. And so I have to ask myself the question. Am I giving out of my abundance? Or am I giving like that widow? Would would Jesus call people together to say, Hey, look, 
Look at what Barry did. Look at how he gave everything. Or would he say, come, come, look at what Barry did. He just gave out of his abundance. What would he say of me in the way I give? I think when I think about this widow and these people given out of abundance, I think about Acts chapter 5. Do you remember Ananias and Sapphira? They gave because giving is important. But they held some back and not only that, they lied about it. And the Bible tells us they received their reward of immediate death. Have you ever heard someone say that we should give until it hurts? That might be a good saying. Or maybe we should say give in reliance on God. Because I think that's what that widow did. I'm not so sure she was concerned about it hurting I think she was more concerned about giving it all to God. Because even what she had, she knew it belonged to God. In Mark chapter 12, verses 29 through 30, I want you to notice what Jesus said about the greatest command. In response... To questions. Chapter 12, verse 29 through 30. He said, The first of all the commandments is this Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. What's the bottom line? The bottom line is God did not hold anything back from us. And He doesn't. He expects us not to hold anything back from Him. Love God with everything we have. Therefore, when I give, whether it's money, whether it's time, whether it's talents, whether it's resources, I give all back to God, not for my glory, but for His glory. Not for the glory of the Savannah Church of Christ, but for the glory of God. God gave us everything. He gave us this world to live in. He gave us the greatest gift of all time, which we come to remember every Sunday. And that of Jesus Christ. You know the verse, John chapter 3 and verse 16. For God so loved the world that He would, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So let's ask ourselves the question, what is it that I'm holding back from giving to God? As the maestro came in and witnessed this small girl 
playing chopsticks. Her parents were embarrassed and began to dart across the floor to tell her to stop. He's here. The maestro encouraged her to keep on. Keep playing. And then he sat down beside her and he began to play a melody of chords and other things. And to her parents' amazement, they heard a duet of the most beautiful music they had ever heard. But the theme still remained chopsticks. So what's the point? We may be here today and we may think, I don't have a lot to give. I don't have a lot to give you, God. I want you to think about that little girl at the piano. I want you to think about that widow that came into the temple area and dropped in a measly two mites. I want you to pick up a penny and I want you to think about that little girl and I want you to think about that widow and realize that they gave all. And you see, when joined with the Master, it became a masterpiece. So are you giving today? What is it that you give? For giving is important, but how we give is of more importance. And even more than that, I think Jesus wanted His disciples to know, what are you holding back? These gave out of their abundance. But this widow, she gave all that she had. You see, when we take and we give what we have, and we give it out of an attitude of honor and glory to God. That I don't have much, Lord, but I'm going to give You what I have of my money, of my time, of my talent, and of my resources. And then our giving will be a true masterpiece. Maybe it is you're here today and you're not a child of God. It's our prayer that you will give your life to Jesus so that your life, give it all so that your life today can be a masterpiece. Maybe it is that you're here today and maybe you have felt guilty because you didn't have much to give. And because of that, you haven't given what you should. And I don't mean just money. Maybe you don't need to come forward. Maybe you just need to pray to God in your seat and say, God, forgive me. For now I know that what I have, whether great or small, as long as I give it all, it becomes a masterpiece. Maybe it is Satan has thrown so many things in your life and you feel like that burden is too heavy to carry. What better time than when you're a Christian family to say, pray with me, pray for me. Allow us to help you carry those burdens. More importantly, allow God to help you carry those burdens. If you need to respond to the Lord's invitation, we ask that you do not wait another moment, but you come forward and let us assist you any way we can as together we stand and sing. Take control.
for joining us this morning. Uh, we hope you have a great holiday weekend. We do have a few announcements before we dismiss. Uh, if you will, just go ahead and be seated for a moment. I have two announcements real quick. First off, I was told to come up here and crack a whip. Um, Saturday, if, you're, if you have not had your picture by Saturday, you will not be in the new pictorial. So, make sure... By Saturday, you have your picture taken, or you will not be in it. So do not be upset if your picture is not taken by Saturday and you are not in it. You are being told now, if your picture is not taken by Saturday, you will not be in the pictorial. So get your picture taken. All right, now I'm actually up here. Several times 